0: Every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come and kick it, breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith there, minus the angst, plus for Tatas.
1: Girls. Da <laughs> waffles, dinner, love, dinner, girls, dinner, waffles, dinner, love, dinner, girls, in the real world, dinner, and waffles. houses love, love, there lived. two girls. they were There lived. <laughs> <waffles. laughs> the lived. There <laughs> girls, There girls, There the Waffles, love, girls, waffles, love, 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 love. Hi, Happy Valentine's! Day. Happy Valentine's to you.
0: Oh, I love the idea Galentine. to cast on Valentine's. Oh, it's so, it's really
2: cheers to us. I'm really glad that we figured this out. This is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might be the most important
2: RHB holiday of all. I think it sort of is. I mean, if we, if you really think about it, I mean, I guess I've always thought um, that Halloween or some sort of like solstice, some sort of you know, yeah, equinox. We do love solstice with the mostest. but we do. But this feels like some, I can't believe we've never done a Valentine's Day special adventure together before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Though. I know. I mean, the motto of our love, podcast is mm-hmm. Friendship First. Sure it is. Friendship,
0: friendship First. first. So. And
2: we are, like, politically engaged Midwesterners who are <laughs> nice and friendly and, like, kind of, you know, Leslie Nope is – if if we were, if we were born in a <laughs> different real like world, okay. in a different, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: was like, why are you describing
2: us as politically engaged Midwesterners?
0: <laughs> like, I really didn't get it for a full 10 seconds until you said Leslie, no. Okay.
2: Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But it's true. It's like, you know, it's, it's surprising to me that we, it took us this long to talk. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if we've talked that much about Parks and Rec ever or really, I mean, Amy Poehler's probably come up because of UCB, but I really feel like there's something special about a holiday for girls made in response to dumb Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. that it was made by this like character who's a badass, like fierce love and kindness and good always conquers all person. Right. And who basically who loves her friend Ann Perkins more than any so other woman,
0: point. including yeah. her own boyfriend, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And is so open about it. And like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's very funny. And, you know, it's just the fact that there's now this like, I don't know how many, you know what, I meant to look up how long, like when Valentine's Day, when that episode, how many years ago it came out, because it's been a thing now for a while. Like, my sisters, Claire and Elizabeth, were at a Valentine's Day brunch event this weekend with friends. You know what I mean? It's that pervasive? Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, it's that pervasive. I guess I didn't really realize that. Maybe it's because, like... By
0: the time it came around, everybody we knew was like married or something. Like <laughs> yeah. celebrating V Day instead. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize like for me I mostly experienced it as like a meme holiday.
2: Valentine's Day or Galentine,
0: <laughs> Galentine's Day. It's a meme holiday. No, a meme. M E M. Oh, I was like, oh my god, what girls are being nasty? I will fuck them no, up. No, no. <laughs> that's why you're my Galentine, girl. That's you why you're my my honor. <laughs> it's
2: so much bad shit. Seriously, like, who uh, the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a meme. Sure. Well, and but I think that that probably, you know, there's a lot of meme reality overlap these days, and I just, and I think something that I was that I wanted to talk about a little, or just at least present here on this platform, is that I feel like, Valentine's Day is really only possible because of the internet. Like, I bet if something on Family Ties or something happened of of like a a galentine's day type of thing it the the ability of it to take off the way that it has where the fact that mm-hmm. like we're having a galentine's day episode <laughs> my sisters are at a galentine's day brunch that you know there's like the memes are everywhere there's but you know seriously there's like top 10 galentine's day presents to get your girlfriends <laughs> or you know what i mean like that's the article so it's I a know. thing and i feel like only in these times could such a thing happen and i'm <laughs> very happy that it is Leslie Nope slash Amy Poehler slash a girl who is behind something so great. Oh yeah. It is unfortunate it's <laughs> I been love that sort of co opted. <laughs> I love that you use in these times because you know like
0: <laughs> now everyone keeps saying like in these times and like I know you, you, could <laughs> all, you could only say it like with a straight face for like a day and now it's like you have to, like, use air quotes or whatever if you say in these times. Like, it was, like, immediately, like, ironized. But what's so funny is that, like, <laughs> you just use in these times basically to mean, like, when everybody's, like, on social media all the time. I yeah, think that's exactly. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: like, you, like, yeah. co
0: it <laughs> to mean just, like, because we all hang out on the Internet half of the day. Yeah, times. I mean, <laughs> and also, like, I amazing. just,
2: like, you know, I mean, In These Times still, like, whenever I say it, it still feels like um, the magazine, the newspaper In These Times, what is that? High Times? High Times? No, In These Times. There's, like, a progressive magazine or something mm, okay. called In These Times, I think. Um, it's been around for a while, but I, I'm pretty sure it's called In These Times. but There's a progressive you know, magazine called High Times, too. You know what? Uh, that I do know about. I never had a subscription to that. I think I had an In These Times. Was it from Ma- – I don't know. It Maybe it was published in Madison – that is sounding more and more correct. Hey, how about Milwaukee today? Oh, my God. Um, how amazing. unbelievable. So God, amazing. fuck, yeah. yes, solidarity looks so good. It's like people are not stopping. It's so fucking not great. At all. They bus people in from, Milwaukee. like, 12 different
0: cities. Yes. I stand Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like it was super well organized. And yes, um, I think it was. One, so I put up thank you for posting about it because I didn't even know about it until you posted about it speaking of hanging out on the internet and then I found an article about it and posted that and um, one of my students so when I after college I moved back to Milwaukee and taught for two years in the Latino neighborhood in Milwaukee and one of my students who was like a sixth grader now teaches at the school where I used to teach and she's like a year older than I was when I thought there was wow. like making me feel extremely old. But anyway my student Crystal um, works and teaches in that neighborhood now and so she liked my post and I asked her if she was there and she said no but her parents were there and half of her students I think she teaches like first or second graders half of her students were not in class. So it was just like, like at this elementary school, wow. like people were just not in school. So like I, I, I don't know if that means like the whole family went to the march or they're like on strike or whatever, you know, but um, it seems like it was pretty pervasive, like whatever kind of organizing work was happening. So yeah. Kiakis. Way yes. to go. Yeah, and even just seeing those pictures, like, the article I posted just yes. had so many pictures of the margin. I have never seen anything like that in the streets of Milwaukee, so it was kind of blowing my mind, like, to see that many bodies, you know. Like, I've seen it in New York and other
2: places, yeah. but,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, it feels pretty amazing maybe to see I've, it in
0: Milwaukee.
2: Maybe seen that once before in Milwaukee, during, uh, like, Al's Run, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good old lots Al's. Of, Grandpa Al's. Grandpa Al's Run. Thousands <laughs> of people running in the streets. Good point. Oh yeah, God. probably. Yeah. yeah, last time I saw it, that's for sure. But, yeah, fuck so, yes, Milwaukee. I. Yes. It, it was really great to see. And, like, also, I loved that it was today and that – it sort of like stands on its own. It's not like um, it it was able, like the timing of it was really great because it was sort of was able to get like national attention. Right. Just like for this one city, it didn't need to be completely coordinated with everything else. And, you know, all these other cities. And I mean, that's a great, I love that look. It's a great look, but like there is something to be said for like one big show in one place, just on a random day. That's not like, and maybe it's not a random day. Who knows? Maybe it's very strategic in the way that they chose it. I'm not sure, but, like, it does – I feel like because there's not a huge mass coordination, it allows this to, like, really stand out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think what I read is that A Day Without Latinos was, like, a larger movement, but maybe this was just, like, the biggest showing or something. I don't know because I didn't hear about um, any protests. For a day without Latinos in other places, but I'm not so really sure. But I love the I, idea too that like things could just bubble up everywhere, right? And just
2: keep that's going. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, and do it that way. I I know that there was a strike in California called Day Without a Mexican, I believe, mm-hmm. and it was I'm not sure what year, 2009, 2000. I'm not sure, like sort of recently, I think, like within recent history, and it like kind of shut down the state of California because people just like walked off their jobs and it was just like thousands and thousands of Mexican workers just like, and you know, I think other Latinos and like in and um, uh, Central Americans like walking off in solidarity. But I think, I I believe it was called the day without a Mexican and it shut shit down for sure. And so I think, you know, women's marches planning, um, I still don't think the date's been released, but um, Day Without a Woman Strike, which, you know, kind of the platform of that also hasn't been released, but, like, I think, you know, there's some um, inspiration from the Day Without a Mexican movement. Yeah, I keep seeing
0: these events for strikes, like Women Strike, General Strike, and then I've been seeing things that are, like, These are, like, practice strikes for the big strike that's going to come later. And so, I don't know. I'm really curious what's going to happen with all of this, you know? Yeah. Like, are we just going to, like, keep striking until, like, there's a strike that almost everybody participates in and then we literally shut it down? Like, is that possible? I feel like a lot of things are possible now that I didn't imagine were possible before and, like, that Hmm. – probably one of them you know
2: yeah i think um yeah strikes seem like i you know i've never been a part of planning one or experiencing one so i'm not at this point i don't you know it's wild i've heard some discussions around it at the women's march which were fascinating but yeah i don't really i have no clue how it works
0: yeah i love the idea for
2: for the women's strike
0: i just love the idea that it's like if you're going to strike as a woman like not only do you have to stop doing paid labor but you have to stop doing all of the unpaid labor that you do all the time so you have to stop doing housework And you have to stop doing emotional labor for other people and you have to stop doing, like, all of these levels of labor, which I I think, like, is completely revolutionary. And, like, if enough women would participate in it would, like, give us a sense of our lives that we, like, kind of, like, theoretically have but probably um, don't admit. To ourselves on a daily basis, because it would feel too soul crushing <laughs> <You
2: know>? sure <laughs> oh. <laughs> So you know, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. I've had a more than one person be like, "So when are we just gonna like <clears throat> excuse me, when are we gonna like list a strata this like when it, when do we just stop having sex with men until like all together as yeah. a group just like oh, yeah Here i was we invited go. to
0: a facebook event event that was like stop <laughs> having sex with men was the
2: title of the event <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cuz it's just like this you know when do we just band together and get it done and <laughs> it's, like like whoa you know i don't know where that meeting is but let <laughs> me in on it <laughs> sounds good fuck Oh yeah. my God. We could just like turn, flip Melania, get her to be our spokesperson.
1: <laughs> man, man. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen.
2: I do pray and hope sometimes that like there's just going to be this revolution where she's just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm getting, we're getting divorced. Like I just I hired. I just want her to do that pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would really enjoy that, too, if she took this, <laughs> off- if she took this opportunity to divorce him. Yeah. I think that, that would be really well played. And then, like, yeah. maybe maybe New Yorkers wouldn't have to pay a million dollars a day to guard her home so she can live no. in New York or whatever, which is happening now, currently, now.
2: Yeah, right, at this moment. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, I, yeah, the whole situation. Yeah. So all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to keep us moving here cuz fuck that shit. That shit's so brutal. <laughs> I can't like, even you, you guys
0: all know what it's like to live in that. <laughs> yeah,
2: Let's talk yeah, about something else for 45 talking, minutes. We're in, yeah, we're in Galen, We're in Valentine's Day. Right here we now. are. Yeah. Uh, My girls we're living it. Um oh, you know what? Here's this is something that I did. I was excited to bring up about um Valentine's is that I am good at girlfriends and bad at boyfriends, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like I'm good at girls and bad I at mean boys. To be like, yeah, I'm the boyfriends, part. but you are, you are. Really I am a good friend. Yes, I'm a great friend, and I'm like, I guess, a terrible girlfriend. I don't know. I was like, or I maybe more that I just like am bad at boys and I'm good at girls, but I like dicks, so it's hard to like. <laughs> right sorry if that was unprofessional but i'm the comedian i get to say whatever uh, I mean, hey I remind, i'm i reminding
0: you i'm reminding
2: <laughs> i am reminding our listeners <laughs> and truly becca is the funnier of the two of us <laughs> oh, you can be man. the poet you can be the poet oh, lot. <laughs> thank you so that was honestly about, like Felt like warm honey over my heart. <laughs> really well, I'm sick. serious. Yeah, thank uh, you. I'm thank very you. serious. You are. You are, of course, the comedian. Of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, female friendships. I mean, you can just like have a ton of them, and they're very wonderful, and they carry you through many years and decades and many different lives, and there are these people who are still there, you know? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, they're the
2: fucking best. They're the Mm -hmm. best. Like, I think about the women that have been in my life for a long time, and I'm like, damn, like, good for me. That I mean, Mm -hmm. God, I'm the lucky duck, like, just the luckiest girl. I really, I mean, I just, like, brought it fucking home with the lady friends just really I've had such, I've been very, very, I've really, I mean, I think that I'm very close with my family, but I think that, you know, I spent a lot of time alone at a young age and I, I believe in those times I felt very, very alone on the inside as well. And I really, I think it. a, pretty young age decided to like make girlfriend like, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was also like 90. I mean, it was grungy time like then, but friends, when did friends come out? You know, like that whole like girlfriend culture really blossomed in the nineties. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I subscribed to it deeply and like was really good friends with my friends. Like Pat, you know, packages and hang out, like just always on the phone. Like, you know, just, you know, made yeah. it a point to be a good friend because it, I believed that those people were also my family, if, you know, truly my family. So
0: I right. re- really it. And been it was an art form, you know, the packages, yeah. the
2: conversation. The oh, podcast, yeah,
0: totally.
2: All
0: of it. <laughs> it's an art yeah, form. Yeah, the
2: mixes. It is an art form. <laughs> The Honestly, right? Like, yeah, like the style you know, like, of
0: female friendship. And at this moment, I feel like I should get a little plug-in for honoring our female friends. Marissa Crawford's second book, *Reverse*, Marissa just came out at the AWP Book Fair, and it is about like I think that Marissa is like the poet of female friendship, and like all all of these uh. things, all the mixtapes, and all of the care packages and like what like the stuff you have on the walls in your bedroom as a teenager like that's all the stuff of her palms so switch back switchback baby reversible if you love female friendship you'll love it so i, I mean, think it'll be a I great have... present for your gallon time
2: <laughs> well first of all i just want to like check in with marissa if you're listening did you just hear that like whole quote I think that (laughs) Marissa Crawford is the poet of female friendship like (laughs) like stop the presses and get them printed with that because that's so good (laughs) I can't yeah I've actually I um I saw some Instagram photos of the beautiful cover I mean what that it's that tie-dye it's really good cool it's very cool yeah it looks great I can't wait to get my hands on one I guess
0: yeah I guess my blurb on the back of the book actually does say
2: something about female friendship
0: so there, (laughs) it's officially on the back of the book okay
2: good good I'm just curious I was like oh my god I've got to quote that now (laughs) Becca says this about Marissa (laughs) like until you said that I like forgot that that was even true but yeah it's there.
0: So, well, it must
2: be a core of the experience that you have when yeah. you're reading it. So
0: there's, like, a whole aesthetic of female friendship that you're describing that I also think is in that book that's, like, really interesting to think about in terms of, like, you know, I was reading some stuff about Galentine's day-to-day, and the New York Post was really ripping into Galentine's, <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> this writer was <laughs>
0: I know it's funny. It's like this writer was like <laughs> like treating it totally seriously, but it was just sort of absurd like do you need one more reason to like spend a bunch of money on crap? Like commercialized mid-February Hallmark holiday and it was basically just like accusing galentines of being exactly like Valentine's Day where it's just like spend a bunch of money on stupid stuff but I don't know I think what you're describing is like uh,
2: an art you know the art of female friendship well there's that and I also think that it's like of course it like of course they want to tear down the like one day that we get to celebrate like girls being friends and supporting each other like <laughs> and it took until the fucking new millennium <laughs> hold on <laughs> Now she's riled up. Very fucking heated. Now she's riled up. (laughs) God, sorry. It just went super down the wrong. Okay, I can do it. I'm going to be okay. But, like, I do. I feel like that's what this fucking shit is. They're always trying to tear us down. We get to have, like, this one day that's not about, like, Love or serving others or being thankful (laughs) for everything we have all the goddamn time or like being quiet and being in the kitchen like this is like we like just to get on the like get on the phone and talk to your friend and drink a (laughs) glass of wine or like go out to brunch with your friends like shut up New York Post we are having a good time I don't get to do anything fun anymore There's nothing fun anymore. It doesn't <laughs> exist. So no, like, this, give us a break. this
0: world is fucked. Everything is horrible. But we have Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> I think it like, was um I think it was a woman who wrote this article too, like, you know, self clothing, oh I guess. Or maybe she doesn't have any friends because I was just thinking like you know how yeah, like every how you know every other holiday is like depressing? It's like, oh, Father's Day, I don't talk to my dad, or like Thanksgiving things aren't what they used to be, or like you know what I mean. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I cu- I couldn't think of something more specific for Thanksgiving, but I <laughs> I thought about suicide, so I'm
2: glad that that's what you said. I feel like, I was like that's what yeah the suicide Thanksgiving right, goes on. Like,
0: kill myself. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's more accurate.
2: (laughs) No, I think it's
0: probably more like Christmas. Oh my god! Thanksgiving things will never be the same. Christmas, kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. That's
2: the one. New
0: Year's resurrection.
2: And so, yeah, and then Valentine's Day, and then fucking Valentine's Day.
0: It's like okay, unless you really have no friends. You have to just be happy on Valentine's Day as a woman or a girl
2: and just – And if you you are any fun. And if you are (laughs) fun, If you're any fun at all, first of all. And second of all, it's the 13th. That's the number of a coven. So just, like, get into it. Like, just – I mean, covens can be a lot of things, but it's a magic day. There's a lot of fun to be had. It's about celebrating yourself and your friendship that you work hard to maintain Mm -hmm. and it's like a part of, it's like fucking Valentine's day. Honestly, like I'm not one to hate on Valentine's day. I've had a couple of rough ones in my life, but I've also had some like great ones and some also mostly very mediocre ones. (laughs) But like, I just, I feel like sometimes when you're like really in love, Valentine's day is awesome. It's a really fun, like dumb, stupid day that you get to like have an excuse to roam around and like be in love. It just feels, I don't know. So it's like, why not have a day to feel great about your friendships? I mean, listen, I have never, I've never once gone to bat for Valentine's Day ever (laughs) under any circumstances before this moment right now. So like, but (laughs) I'm not a big proponent again. I didn't like. I just realized that it was. I texted you. I thought that we should do it, but now I have to be very into it. (laughs) I mean, like I I never never really thought about
0: it much, you know. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like it really fills. It's revolutionary, you know. Like there are all these relationships that we celebrate, and like we weren't celebrating. Friendship between women and girls, which for many of us is like some of the most important relationships, if not the most important relationships of our lives,
2: you know. Right. So exactly.
0: It just seems like it was it was meant to be here. I wonder if like ancient. Matriarchal cultures celebrated their version Galentine? of Valentine. for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, you I think they so? definitely did.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's it's really important, and you know, like I feel like I've learned that those friendships with women are like actually the things that carry you through life. You know like your family's there of course but like these people who really know like the ins and outs of your daily life and like hang out with you enough to like uh you know know a lot of what's going on and like can carry you through the good times and the bad times like that's some deep intimacy
2: yeah it is it really is it's it's a fucking beautiful thing, and it deserves a goddamn holiday.
0: <laughs> That's right, Valentine's Day. Now I, I know it's more. Time. It's yeah. more than just a meme.
2: So yeah, this is. is actually. <laughs> I
0: didn't. Is. I didn't want to bring it up before because it was too soon, but um, there, there's this question that my mom texted me oh, yesterday. Wait. And I'm not going to read word for word because I get the feeling that she doesn't like that. But um, oh, I, <laughs> but what? <laughs> <laughs> but I got on. it. Okay, wait. Let me see if I can pull it up without like hanging up on you. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay, great.
2: I'm putting so, on some.
0: Here's the question.
2: Let me know. Okay.
0: Recently, we've been hearing the word "meme" used in the news. I read part of Wikipedia's very long explanation, and I'm not really getting it. Can you give me some examples of what is considered a meme in today's world? (coughs) So I haven't texted her back yet. Sorry, Mom. And I just (laughs) thought, like, maybe it would be fun to brainstorm some examples of what's considered a meme in today's
2: world. Honestly, I'm glad that she asked because, because I don't really have a clear understanding of what you mean is either. <laughs> I know. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. I think I really right. don't. I know it's like a, I just think of it as like a, ugh, God, honestly, my throat is, I can't, I just my want everyone to know that I'm going to, this is going to keep happening and I don't just know what to do. I don't have it. any throat lozenges, <laughs> and there's something some... in my throat. Do you have water? I don't want... Oh girl, please! Yeah, I've got water. I've got (laughs) wine. I've got all of it. (laughs) So I just I'm trying to work through it, but it's like those moments where it just takes over, and like I don't, you know, it's just there. It's a part of what I'm dealing with. See, it's so anyway. Go ahead, but I just wanted to apologize oh, to you and to our listeners. I know that it's no fertile. problem, no
0: problem. <clears throat> friendship first, hang in friendship there. Friendship first, friendship <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, you talk. <laughs> so I got this text while I was at brunch with Austin and his friends. They were on a donut crawl, and we were at the kind of like savory brunch part of the donut crawl. Thank God, because that's my favorite. And oh God, did I celebrate Valentine's Day with Austin and his guy friends? Well, I guess maybe. Oh. Oops. Um, I was just thinking about how it was like, yeah, you know, it was February twelfth. It wasn't Valentine's Day. So anyway, um, so like our official consensus was that like in its narrowest form, a meme is like a picture, a pic that has impact font on it you know black with white outline uh-huh. and like has some sort of phrase on it that's the narrowest definition but then the wider definition of a meme is basically anything that is like kind of like picked up online and becomes a trend and like is circulated and yes. um and you know like maybe like with variations it doesn't have to be the same thing but it's like some version of the same thing. Um, so, like, I asked when there was the Bowling Green Massacre, i.e. I, when Kellyanne Conway said that there was such thing as a Bowling Green Massacre and then everybody Twice. woke up yeah. and started joking about it on the Internet ne- the next day. I put up, as a Facebook status, marked herself safe during the Bowling Green Massacre because, like, I... <laughs> actually live in Bowling Green so I can do that and then
2: it's so good it's it's really well it's like a
0: joke that makes sense but then I saw other people doing it in my feed and like I don't know if they were just getting it like if ever like a ton of people were doing this or if they like got it from me like I'm not saying they got it from me but possibly they did and I was kind of like can everybody just like do this like you can just say, mark yourself safe during the Bowling Green Massacre, even when you don't live in Bowling Green and then I was like, Oh, like I guess it's just a meme. Like it's just like a thing people are doing today and so anyway, that was my most recent example of a meme that I participated in, but when I woke up <laughs> I thought I was making it up, you
2: know. <laughs> like, sure, 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 sure. Right. It's like a it's like a it can be, right, either, like, a picture with words on it. And a lot of times, sometimes that thing happens and then it, the words change or the picture change. Usually the words will change. That's people, like, change it up. Would you say that something like um, uh, Mannequin Challenge is a meme? Oh, yes, Mannequin Challenge is a meme, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just an Internet trend is really what it is, is an Internet trend. So it's, like, a visual or participatory or just, like, viral Internet trend. Yeah. It's, like, maybe it's when something goes viral,
0: but it's not, like – No, but, like, it does have to do with being viral, I think, and, like, spreading, you know. But, like, a video can go viral, and all people are doing is sharing that video, and that's not a meme. It's, like, you have to – Participatory. Yeah. Yeah. But Which is why Mannequin hat.
2: Challenge or the, like, Ice Bucket Challenge is a meme.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I think. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. I, 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 mean, I think you could definitely – Yeah. And then, yeah, it makes sense now that I've, like – because I haven't known – I'll tell you, I haven't known what it is for a long time, and I've also – Mary Claver read the it Wikipedia page and I've, you know, tried to figure some things out around it. And this is a while ago, you know, I've tried to like figure out what a meme was. I think I've asked some people, but like, it just never became very clear to me. And so I just have used whatever information I had and then contextual clues to kind of like, and now of course this conversation, but to like come up with <laughs> that it's like internet trends that are, right. that are, you know, because there is this, like, living, breathing body to it of, like, collectiveness, and...
0: People put their little, like, variation on it. Like, they'll have, like, their little touch on it sometimes, you know? Sure. So it's, like, I think... I feel like part of the viral thing of a meme, as opposed to just, like, a video you're sharing, is that, like, it, it like, morphs rapidly. So I think I think when someone was looking it up at brunch, it was, like... The original name, like, the word name, like, had something to do with, like, genes and mutations and stuff. So it's, like, kind of based on this, like, biological idea of things just, like, spreading interesting. and and, like, whatever. So what, and that makes interesting. Sense to me. Because it's, like, you said, like, it takes on a life of its own, you know? Like
2: yeah, yeah, interesting. It gets passed
0: around. So So, yeah, but it's, like, it is one of those things where think you could define it in so many ways but it's like a it's like a way that we live now like if we spend time on the internet you know so it's yeah we just totally about, it's like was that true when it was like just like fashion trends or music trends in real life or something like did things work in the same way I don't know it's all just so much faster now I guess like things just can spread really fast Maybe that's the thing about memes. Like, you can wake up and, like, the meme is already dead that started at midnight or something. You know, or it's, like, already gone as far as it can go.
2: Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm lost right now.
0: but <laughs> I, and, this, and this is where I say I spend a lot of time on the Internet. <laughs> I live in Bowling Green, Ohio, site of the massacre, and I have no friends. <laughs> But even when I did have friends, I spent a lot of time
2: on the Internet. Um, I mean, I do too, but I just don't – I definitely do too. Please do not feel alone in that because that is the truth for many of us. Um, um, My name is Lauren, and I use the Internet all day long, constantly. Um, But I do feel like it's hard to – it is – yeah, it does feel like it – regenerates itself there's ways that it kind of like and I'll I'll tell you in the comedy community there are I would if you were to get into the like circles on Facebook that I'm on there's these like little like because it truly with the way that you're being able to describe what memes are and I don't exactly know like I feel like you'd be able to come away with like a very complex understanding of something that I'm a part of that I don't know that I'm a part of because like I don't really participate in it, but there are these things that happen where, like, something happens at a show or at a party or somebody asks a question on Facebook and, like, everybody in the whole community, like, does their take on it or says their question on it or, like, it's, like, many – it's, like, not with a – sometimes there's a picture involved, very rarely. Most of the time it's just, like, posts or whatever, but I just wonder – like it's almost now that we're talking about memes. I'm like, well, that seems like these are like mini meme. Like, is mm-hmm. a meme also just like some sort of like captured moment, like collective moment, <sighs> right? I and mean, like, now we're really this is raising
0: a lot of questions for me because it's like, <laughs> first of all, what's the difference between a meme and just like a hot topic or sure, yeah, a current event or whatever? And then second of all. I think one of the things that, like, what you just described is helping me, like, I feel like what you're describing is not a meme, but is like,
2: a swell of community engagement.
0: And it's, like, I feel like a meme could come out of that kind of swell, you know? Like, everybody's talking about something, and it starts morphing into something, and then, like, a meme could grow out of that. But what I'm starting to think is that, like, a meme has to happen, has to be, like, an event that happens on the Internet. Like, it has to, like, it is the event itself, the meme is, you know? It's, like, it's performative. It's, it's like, a thing that's happening visually or textually or filmically, as we would say, as filmic writers as undergrads. Yeah. Um so you know, like it's something that has to happen through multimedia and digital elements. And um well, I don't know, I mean like I created that Tumblr women poets wearing sweatpants, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that was like my attempt to create Like, it was a poetry meme. Like, that's what that was, I guess. Right. Right. But it was also, like, um, submission-based. So maybe it doesn't really count because I was making all of them, you know? It's not like something that took on a life of its own exactly. Right. Although it did in terms of submissions. Like, I had to shut it down after two weeks because I was getting too many submissions. So... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's like that was like an image. That was an image with impact font, you know, like that's how I designed it. I right. designed it very intentionally to make poetry look like a meme. And right. so the goal was to create a meme, but like it was a little too meta to actually be a real meme, you
2: know? Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was, a, uh-huh. It was like
0: about borrowing the aesthetic of memes to create something else. Yeah. So right. what is a
2: meme? We're not sure, Mom. We're, you know what? Honestly, we're not sure. But I'm glad that we talked about it because I—it's a question that I've I, like—I struggle. It's a question I struggle with. Like I'm just not i am not sure. I'm really not sure. Yeah. You know what? Um, how speaking of uh, poetry memes and poetry and all that stuff, what is AWP? How was it? And tell me everything. I feel like it was first of all for me. First sure, of all, what is it?
0: <laughs> first of all, it's the for annual. Like the two yeah, it's, an- it's, it's the an- listeners. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> it's the It's the annual writing conference, but it's technically the Association of Writers and Writing Programs conference, which means it's like MFA programs and. Literary magazines and journals and presses that are associated with universities, like, that's kind of, like, the main thing AWP represents, but then all of these writers who, like, are or are not affiliated with those kinds of things come to the conference anyway, because there are just a ton of off-site readings and events um, Mm -hmm. at night, and so, like, you could, you know, choose between, like, literally 40 events every night. And, um, and so people come to the conference and, like, they're there for the conference and maybe for the, there's a huge book fair and there are panels and stuff. And so, like, the book fair, as far as, like, the official conference goes, the book fair is really great, um, but you have to pay to get in. And so that's stupid. And um, <laughs> and it's all like very expensive. So like, what? It was kind of like AWP was coming to a head this year because these small presses that are otherwise like not, they're not getting university funding. They're not like affiliated with anybody. You know, like Bloof, like Switchback, like these small presses are paying six hundred fifty and fifty dollars for a table at this book fair, and mm. it's like they are paying this institution to like sell their small press books there and like they're lucky if they recoup their profits and like they certainly don't get back like whatever they spend on the hotel and the train or plane or whatever you know so it's like a lot of people because the price of the table went up so high this year like a lot of people are like calling for like alternative AWP and like this is not Actually supporting what we're doing as artists, you know, this is like really an institutional thing. Or as my friend, as my friend Laura, who uh, was actually on an official panel with me at the conference, called it like a uh, like wa- washing machine salesperson conference. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like very. I hope she doesn't mind me saying that. I think she'll laugh uh, if, she, if she's listening happy galentine's um <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, bong, girl. Ding, ding, <laughs> because it's just like it was her first time ever going and so she wasn't totally prepared for how like professionalized it is you know like it's like the profession of writers but then like most of us who are poets just feel like this is ridiculous like we don't have a profession we have like a vocation that we must deeply love with our whole soul or else we would be foolish to spend any time on this, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like when you're in this kind of like professionalizing environment, it's weird. And yet at the same time we were in DC. And so there were a lot Mm -hmm. of actions planned, rallies, um... visitors to, um, visits to senators and representatives offices. And so, there was a lot of like taking to the streets and that kind of thing has never happened at AWP before. So that was really great to see. We had a kind of like <laughs> semi-failed rally one day that I was trying to help plan because there was no Facebook event for it. and I was like, nobody's going to come to this rally. So like two days before the conference, I created this event for it and tried to <laughs> build up a little steam, but it didn't really work. There were people there and I wasn't organizing it. I was just trying to um, help promote it and but
2: um, it, it was smart. on the lawn
0: the lawn outside the Library of Congress, and we had a megaphone. And so <laughs> my part in that was, um, like, I had, like, a speaking slot, and I was like, I don't, like, I'm not going to read, like, my poem. What am I going to do? So I um, read an excerpt from Audre Lorde's Learning from the 60s. That is one of my favorite quotations ever. Um and I mean, I can read it for you guys if you want.
2: But yeah, I was wrong. just gonna say, would you?
0: Mind? <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just run to the other room and see if I can find it real fast. Um, and see, you know, where is it? Oh yeah, I've got it. Okay, so this is one of my yes, favorite quotations does. of yes, all time. Yes, <laughs> Okay. Um, So, Audre Lorde's Learning from the 60s is the essay she wrote in 1982, and we are currently in 2017, (laughs) for when this goes up into the outer space. Okay. Within each one of us, there is some piece of humanness that knows we are not being served by the machine, which orchestrates crisis after crisis and is grinding all our futures into dust. If we are to keep the enormity of the forces aligned against us from establishing a false hierarchy of oppression, we must school ourselves to recognize that any attack against Blacks, any attack against women, is an attack against all of us who recognize that our interests are not being served by the systems we support. Each one of us here is a link in the connection between anti-poor legislation, gay shootings, the burning of synagogues, street harassment, attacks against women, and resurgent violence against black people. I ask myself, as well as each one of you, exactly what alteration in the fabric of my everyday life does this connection call for? Survival is not a theory. In what way do I contribute to the subjugation of any part of those who I define as my people. Insight must illuminate the particulars of our lives. Who labors to make the bread we waste, or the energy it takes to make nuclear poisons, which will not biodegrade for 1,000 years? Or who goes blind assembling the microtransistors and our inexpensive calculators? We share a common interest, survival, and it cannot be pursued in isolation from others simply because their differences make us uncomfortable. We know what it is to be lied to. The Six feet should teach us how important it is not to lie to ourselves, not to believe that revolution is a one-time event or something that happens around us rather than inside of us, not to believe that freedom can belong to any one group of us without the others also being free. How important it is not to allow even our leaders to define us to ourselves or or to define our sources of power to us. So, like, in that one quotation, you probably heard, like, a bunch of signs you saw at some marches you went to. Sure. Or, <laughs> I, you know, or, like, ideas written in other words that were... At those marches or bathroom stalls. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, learning from the 60s, 1982, 2017, and here we are. And this is still America, you know? Like, this is exactly how it is still.
2: Yeah. Man, thank you for having that so um, readily available. And not only in your brain, but on your bookshelf. That was great. Really.
0: Thanks for listening. And actually what I said before I read the quote at the rally was that after the Women's March, which I, because I'm in a place where there was no Women's March, like, experienced all day on my devices and, like, saw people's videos and photos from, you know, just around the country and world rolling in all day. So I, like, experienced the Women's Marches, in this amazing way actually like I watched the live stream of the you know musicians on the stage where you were in Washington and like you know I got to see like all of these angles of it but I was just sitting on my couch and so then I woke up the next day and I was reading articles in mainstream newspapers and they were like well you know we'll see if this movement really takes off like to be determined, like, they're yeah, gonna have to, like, get, some, they're gonna have to get some focus. Like, it seems like there are a lot of issues on the table, and they're gonna have to get some focus if they want to know, like, you know, like, what it is this movement is about. And I was just like, look, you guys, like, no, that's exactly the, the opposite of what is happening right now. What is happening right now is that, like, feminism hasn't died. And it may have fucked up a million times before, but it's, like, trying now to be more intersectional than ever before. And, like, maybe not always succeeding, but, like, recognizing that being a feminist means, like, caring for all of these people and for all of these social justice movements. And, like, all of these movements are stronger because they are united and because these we understand these issues as interconnected. So basically, that's yes. what I said, and then I read the Audrey Lord quote because um, it just seems to me like she says that in the most beautiful way that I've ever heard. Like we have to understand that all of these things are connected, and all of these things are completely woven into the fabric of our daily lives. And I think we are understanding that at this moment. Like it's kind of amazing and powerful, and also very overwhelming and happening so fast and
2: you know. Yeah, I, I, it's it's so true. I feel like um, one, two things. One, um, at the meeting with Gloria Steinem and um, the co-chairs of the Women's March and a bunch of the other organizers, um, I'm pretty sure that it was Linda Sarsour who was saying that you know the progressive movement. It's like time that she was kind of speaking to this. That like, I th- I think it was speaking to this specifically, but like in the progressive movement it's been in you know silos and it's been separated and there's been the reproductive rights people and there's the climate change people and there's the immigration people and there's the gun anti-gun people and there's the police accountability people and really like now what's happening is you know taking it all out of these separate spaces and putting us all together in one thing and realizing that, yeah, every, you know, climate change is healthcare and healthcare is police accountability and police accountability is education and like all of those things are completely interconnected. Just like we contain multitudes, it's like, so, you know, so does this, the layers of the oppression and the privileges that come with living here. And the other thing that I want to say is that the head of security, the women's March, there was a moment where there weren't a lot of us around and I went up to him and I was like, you know, I just, I thank you so much for keeping us so safe. And, you know, there was like people trying to, you know, get information from us and, you know, we had to have pretty high security. It was, you know, kind of a, whatever. We weren't allowed to like say where we were and all that kind of stuff. And, he was ahead of it and I was like, thank you so much for keeping us safe. And he just immediately gave me a hug and he was like, looked to me and he was like, Lauren, my freedom, your freedom is connected to my freedom. And it was just, Shit. it was so like, and I was like, friend, you're, and, and yeah, you know, your freedom is connected to mine. Like it was in that, it was so, he was so instantly just like, this is what I'm here. I'm not, and not in like a selfish, like, you know, I'm only here for my freedom and I've got to get it. <laughs> right. <you. laughs> yeah, <obviously> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was, didn't sound like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so like, it was such yeah. a beautiful, it was such a beautiful moment. And he was just like so quick to say it. And um, yeah, he was, it was really great. And it's, it really made me, it, it has made me that moment and a, a bunch of other moments, you know in DC in particular and afterwards have made me feel, you know, very intense things. But that in particular is like, yeah, this, we, all of our freedom is connected to each other. And I am, I am only going to, you know, truly be able to stand in solidarity with my brothers and sisters across the board. If I like show up for everybody in the same way that I would show up to you know, it, before, I, I i mean, I'm ha- i am happy to call myself out on this. I mean, I would go to, I've spent most of my time at feminist rallies, at political rallies for, you know, Democratic candidates, and at pro-choice rallies and defending abortion clinics. I mean, that's, you know, all, pretty much most of what I would do. I did, you know, I've done some um, workers' union marches and that kind of stuff, like some But really not, you know, a climate march. I went to the climate march. But, like, I just, it was always like, oh, Planned Parenthood's doing something. Sure, I'll go to that. But it wasn't like, oh, Make the Road's doing something. I'll definitely be sure to be there. You know, maybe if friends are going, okay, sure. But, like, it just, there wasn't this sort of, this intersection of, like, oh, right, no, even if that's not, the thing that I have the most personal experience with, or, you know, I'm sort of showing up for what I personally engage with in my own life. I engage with women's healthcare cause I have a woman's body that I need to take care of. So like I go to Planned Parenthood. So I of course could, you know, support right. Planned Parenthood and I go to the rallies and I do the thing, but like, I'm not, that's something that just affects me. And so I think now is a time that's like taking it out and, putting it into this linked space of like none of this is going to happen without each other and it's yep. the same system that creates the oppression of us all oh right. like you know like white supremacist
0: cis hetero patriarchy shout out to our girl belle you know like There are thinkers, and most of them, like, unsurprisingly, are women of color and often queer women of color who, like, understand what it is to be marginalized on all these levels, who have been saying for so long that all these systems are connected and, like, equal power and, you know will come and get us all in the end. And so I I think that that's what we're seeing. So like, you know, those dumb articles I was reading, was, they, that was like the morning after the Women's March, you know? And then by the next weekend... Everybody was showing up at the airport protesting right. the Muslim ban, and it's like, oh yeah, like you think this is just Did about one issue,
2: was... right? Because
0: like we know what's going on, we know they're trying to exhaust us on every front, and like we're gonna keep showing up for all of these issues on every front, and yeah, day with Latinos, we saw it again today, and so, you know, fuck you and your, and your raids, nope, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <sighs> Nuh-uh. It's, it's so disgusting.
2: Yep. But I think that's the truth. It's like we won't, we just won't be stopped. We're just not, it's not going to happen yet. It's not going to happen. Nope. We and just it's the thing that stopped. gives me
0: hope, you know? We're, we're yeah. not being stopped. It's not
2: happening. Did you see that Utah town hall meeting video? No, what happened? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's like the senator is there for a town hall and like there's a thousand people inside and a thousand people outside trying to get in. All chanting do your job, do your job and they're wow. Repu- everybody's republican.
1: Really? And
2: oh yeah, everybody is Republican and like teachers, like and furious that they're that he's like blindly supporting Trump and God. very angry, super duper angry. So it's definitely oh, that's something crazy. to watch. He has to walk off the stage forty-five minutes early because they won't let him speak and they just keep screaming at him.
0: Are you serious? You know mm-hmm. what's happening here with our Republican representative here in District Five, Ohio, How? Northwest Ohio, Ohio Bob Latta. He <laughs> will not even hold a town hall. Like he completely refuses. And so,
2: Save.
0: what they're doing, I don't know who started this, um, and I think it's actually at the Islamic Center in Toledo, which is a genius. What they're doing is just holding a town hall and inviting him to it. So they're like, we're having a town hall. You're (laughs) invited. We'd love to hear you. Because he just refuses to plan his own town halls. And when we went to his office and spoke to his staffer a few weeks ago, the staffer said, oh, yeah, he holds teletown halls. And we were like, teletown halls? Like nobody knows how to get on the call for the teletown hall Um, Apparently, you have to have a landline to actually even get the call. Um, Oh, sure. And they screen all the phone calls so that only the ones that they want to answer get through. And so, like, the teletown hall is just, like, a ridiculous sham of a non-event. And this guy just won't show up. So, yeah, I think this is happening around the country. Like, this town hall situation now that the representatives are back in their home states is gonna be something to watch.
2: So yeah. Yeah, it's I highly suggest watching this Utah one. It's amazing. They're just they just give it to him. They give it to him. Nice. It's great. Nice. It's great. It's really great. Oh man. Well Lauren, I'm
0: gonna see you in person in less than two weeks.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> so oh. mhm. Happy Valentine's. Well, <laughs> Happy Valentine's to you. I um I love you so much and I love you. Your friendship means so much to me. Your friendship means the world to me and you know, I feel like when there's the kind of unstoppable duo that we are, there's only one thing for people and the general <laughs> public and perpetrators alike to do no. when they come across our path
0: that's right you know what they've got to do what
2: what what is it that they, what, they just what do you what do you have to do i think that the thing that you're supposed to do is start is it that you're just supposed to start wait hold on what is it is it <laughs> just pick up your feet. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah you pick up your feet and you better run motherfuckers run 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 run